And now, from our studios in Kansas City, Sci-Fi For Me Radio is live from the bunker. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is November the 9th, and I know it's not November 5th, but remember, remember the 5th of November. We're going to talk about that today. Good afternoon, everyone. Thanks for joining us. We are live from the bunker. My name is Jason Hunt. I am the editor here at Sci-Fi for Me. They call me Mr. Boss. 33 years in the media and counting. Some of those years were better spent than others. We are broadcasting live to Odyssey, Facebook, and YouTube. So the live chat components are active. And if you're not live with us, then uh, you can still leave a comment. You can always send us an email, live from the bunker at sci-fi-for-me.com. And uh, we do invite you to connect with us on all the socials. Sign up for our newsletter. There's all sorts of ways that we can get in touch. Uh, <laughs> no, Mazerus, I don't think we're going to be broadcasting to Nick at night. But one of these days, one of these days, you might possibly get another night show out of me, but I don't, I don't know that that's going to happen anytime soon. Uh, just uh, for a heads up, we've also just recently connected our podcasts to Facebook. So if you want to listen to the show, uh, apparently that's that's available only on the mobile where you can see that. So if you're on the mobile device of Facebook or Meta or whatever it is that you're talking about, uh, then uh, you can't see here our podcasts, but they're also available on a number of other podcast player platforms. So you can check us out there as well. Um, speaking of meta, let me, let me just do this real quick because this is not, uh, this is not our topic, but this is something that crossed the feed today. William Shatner here posting over on Twitter because somebody keeps talking somebody was talking about, uh, reporting things to Facebook, I guess. And uh, Shatner says here, quote, I have heard that public meta Facebook groups who previously had all kinds of security to limit spam bots from signing up were just told that any account can join groups no matter spam bot or not under Facebook's new helpful rules, that yet they do nothing to stop these accounts. So according to Shatner and what he's been told, if you have a group on Facebook, if you've had a group on Facebook for a while, and if you have criteria or certain steps that need to be taken in order to join said group, and if you have certain pr privacy and security measures in place for that group, now that Facebook is meta, those security procedures apparently no longer apply. So if you manage a Facebook group, double check, I guess, and see. We're, uh, we're passing this along as a public service announcement, but uh, check your groups and, uh, and see what your memberships are. Now, I, I can say from uh, 
uh, for the last couple of weeks now over on Odyssey, we've had uh, we've had a few comments in the chat over on Odyssey that were say less than stellar. So I don't know. I've had to. I've actually had to block two user accounts on on Odyssey because of how uh, how rude and ugly they have been. And I know that you have to actually have an account with Odyssey in order to leave a comment on Odyssey. You got to have a channel. So I, it's possible people are just being. Twitter trolls over on Odyssey, but uh, it's it, so far everything else seems to be working fairly well. So just uh, just a heads up for those of you who manage Facebook groups, uh, Meta groups, and this is a curiosity. I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but Twitter is talking about this, uh, and it kind of it kind of sort of plays into what we're talking about today. But you have, uh, you, have the, you have Joe Biden making a speech on the infrastructure, and this is posted to the Joe Biden account, not the POTUS account. And a lot of people are noticing that the seal, the presidential seal on that podium is blurred out. Now, a lot of times we we'll do this when uh, in reality television, for example, if we shoot a big scene and we've got a bunch of people in the scene and they're just extras or they just happen to be there, if they have logos or any kind of branding on their shirts, then you blur them out because you don't get clearances or licensing or whatever. Uh, so you, cl you, you fuzz all of that stuff out. Uh, same with people's faces. If you've got people in the shot that haven't given you permission to use their picture, then then you blur out the face, I and mean, you don't have you don't have anything set to where you can recognize these people. It's a it's a form of concealment, privacy. Uh, we didn't get permission, so we're not going to show you things, kind of like that. But why the presidential seal? would be covered up and blurred on the podium where the president, asterisk, is speaking, is beyond me. I have no idea why they would be doing this. It doesn't make sense. Because if he's the president, then you don't, I mean, he should be allowed to see the presidential seal. What's up with that? I don't know. It just, because a couple, what was it, a couple of weeks ago? Last week, when when was it that there was that reporter that on live TV said former President Joe Biden? Yeah, that was... I, <coughs> I don't know. I don't know. The conspiracy theorists will have a field day with this kind of stuff. Speaking of conspiracies, well, no, let's do this first. Speaking of branding, uh, I don't know how many of you follow the quartering. Apparently, he's gotten into a little bit of a tiff with Keith Oberman formerly of ESPN, Oberman calls him out for being a quote-unquote anonymous Twitter account when the quartering is using his logo as his avatar. We do the same thing. Our logo is our avatar. Wendy's, Burger King, all of these, all of these companies use a logo as their avatar. And Oberman's calling Jeremy out. Jeremy is handling it fairly well, but... There is a difference between uh, 
using uh, an avatar that's an anime character or a, a, a live action movie character or something like say if you've got <laughs> if you've got um, oh who's a good who's a good character if you have Batman as your avatar we know that's not you for the most part. Most people will understand that that's not you if you use Batman as your avatar. If you have a, a cat as your avatar, we're fairly certain you're not a cat. But you're hiding, you're, you are protecting your identity by not posting a photograph of yourself. For a company, it's a little bit different. I mean, you can post photographs of the staff, you can post photographs of the of the location or the facilities where you, where you work. Uh, but a lot of times these accounts, these social media accounts for companies are part of the brand. They're part of the marketing for the brand and not for any individual specific person. So for Olbermann to call out the quartering who's using his brand and for Oberman to say, you know, it's an anonymous thing, that's a little disingenuous on Oberman's part. But Oberman can be a little disingenuous a lot of times. So it, I just, I'm just putting that out there. Just cause. All right, so let's get into our thing here. The Mazer's here, yes. Uh, rest in peace, Dean Stockwell. We get that news. Uh, he passed away at age 85. Um, and yes, trolls are everywhere. Uh, well, the thing about the product placement, yeah, that's that's another thing, too. It's not just logos on T-shirts that have to get blurred out or faces. If you've got product in your thing, like a like a like a bottle of barbecue sauce on the on the shelf in your den. Zuckerberg. Why would you do that? Why? Why would you put why would you put a bottle of barbecue sauce on the shelf in your living room? Makes no sense at all. And it just goes toward this idea that Zuckerberg is not really a human being. Is he a robot? Is he a lizard? The world may never know. <sighs> what? Speaking of V. Speaking of V. Oh, uh, I see what you did there. Yes. Aha. Mrs. Boss made a funny... But you couldn't hear it because she didn't have her microphone on. I'm going to continue to pound that because, you know, how it is. Speaking of lizard people, and she says, speaking of V. Speaking of V, it's yes. now in my face. Yes. All right. So. Um, <laughs> and it's so, staying on. All right. So today we're talking about V for Vendetta. And it is one of those things that has been on my list for a very long time. Uh, it just, over the last, I was really surprised to see that it just came out in 2005. For some reason, I was thinking that it was older than that, that it came out in the 90s, but it didn't. It was 2005. I think the book was out in the 90s. But um, seeing the date, 2005, 16 years ago, I can understand how I could have missed it. Because, let's see, 2005, I was married at the time. Uh, and it likely probably was on my radar, but somebody else wasn't interested, so we never got around to seeing it, maybe. 
that's a guess that it's been a while I've slept since then and I'm old. So that's my very vague recollection reasoning behind why I haven't seen this yet. And of course there's a lot of stuff that has come out since. So we finally got around to seeing it. Mrs. Boss and I sat down and watched it. She's seen it before. And <coughs> so, so I get to watch this. And as I'm watching this movie, I'm thinking to myself, this was very, very, very prescient. It was one of those things where um, it probably has more relevance and resonance now um, almost more than it probably did in 2005. Because in 2005, we hadn't had the 2016 election yet. In 2005, who was president? Obama was president in 2005, wasn't he? No, 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 W was. But this is an interesting set of circumstances in this film and how much it parallels what we've been seeing in the world over the last year and a half, two years. Especially when the detective starts to put things together with the incident at Lark Hill and the, and the, and the school and the water treatment center, all of these different, you know, we're, we're releasing a pandemic, we're releasing a toxin or, or all of those things. And I thought, wow, that really does, really does kind of drive home a little bit more just how much you can be lied to by the media. Because you have, in this, in this film, you have uh, John Hurt as the Chancellor, uh, Chancellor Sutler, and the rise to power, and you see the various different trappings of him on the big screen like Big Brother, and I know there's a lot of deliberate callbacks to 1984 in this thing. But for him to sit and talk to this little this little council of, of advisors, this council of leaders, and, and be giving these orders to these people to manipulate the media, to... Uh, to uh, propagandize and indoctrinate the the population. Here's what you should think. Here's what you should be understanding. Here's what you should believe. Believe the science, right? I mean, it's it's not that far of a leap to watch Viver Vendetta now and see now, see current year events as they play out, because. You have, in this movie, you have the war in the United States, which, we're, we're not at war yet, but as I, as I watch, I'm peripherally watching the Rittenhouse trial, and I'm seeing the, the prosecution basically implode their own case with their own witnesses, and I'm fairly certain... Now, I'm not a lawyer, and I haven't watched every bit of the trial. I, um, I'm, I'm guessing that the result of that trial is not going to be what the 12 emotionally constipated blue-haired check marks are going to want. 
in which case we're going to face another round of riots in Milwaukee, in Minnesota, Milwaukee, in Wisconsin, sorry, I don't know why I said Minnesota, maybe just because I wanted to say Minnesota, but in Wisconsin, and it's going to spiral out from there, we will have demonstrations, we will have riots, because, at, and again, this is a guess, this is pure speculation on my part, but just basically from what I've seen so far, the prosecution has destroyed their own case, quite handily. Maybe deliberately? No, that couldn't be the case. Because that would be unethical, wouldn't it? So we have what's coming, and I'm thinking what's coming. But we do have riots here in the United States, and we have. We're likely to have more. After the Rittenhouse trial and after the midterm elections, we will have riots. Well, and one thing I want to point out is that when they do discuss what's going on in the United States, they didn't just say war, they said civil war. Yeah. And it's, and it, yeah. Um, <laughs> funny how that works out, isn't it? But the other part of that is, you know, the fact that there's a disease that gets released, you get um, a, a, police state essentially and I look at what's happening in Australia and, we, and those of us who have been paying attention to what's happening in Australia I want to ask you a question have you seen what's been going on in Lithuania or Austria because the same kind of things are happening there Lithuania and Austria are both doing these things. Austria has gotten to the point where they are publicly saying that if you have not been vaccinated, you are not allowed into any business, restaurant, theater, shop, nothing. Groceries. Grocery banks. stores, banks. You, you can't go in. And they're randomly checking people, plain closed people. Yeah. Cops, I mean. Pinchers. Right? V for Vendetta is playing out in a way. Here's a uh, here's an article from Wyon News, W I O N News dot com. This is from this is from New Delhi. This is probably why I haven't heard of this website. This was published in November of last year, twenty twenty, November sixth last year. The headline: Fans are drawing parallels between V for Vendetta and the year twenty twenty. Here's why. So I'm not the only one who's noticed this. And this article goes through and talks about the, the, the current year at this point, November 2020, and things have not gotten any better, I don't think. Reading from the article, The year 2020 has seen it all. Racial tension, natural calamities, forest fires, a pandemic, and now a divisive election in the U.S. Asterisk. Amid uncertainties over election results, the film V for Vendetta started trending on Twitter as many pointed out the freakish similarities between the film and the events that have unfolded this year. 
Released in twenty in two thousand six, two thousand five. Uh, I think early two thousand six, maybe a bit in overseas. <clears throat> the film's plot centers around civil war and its after effects on the United States, even as a pandemic grips the Europe. I'm reading. I'm reading from the article. Interestingly, the film is set in either 2020 or years close to it. Furthermore, the film's incidents take place November 5th onwards. Many fans took to Twitter to point out the date and drew comparison to the film's plot with the current situation in the world. It's the 5th of November. V for Vendetta was a warning to society about fascism, and that warning came utterly true this year. Rewatch it again to see. It is quite literally 2020, the movie... And it is quite literally an absolute masterpiece. We must never forget the 5th of November, wrote a fan. Here's another one. It's the 5th of November. Just hit us how we're being ushered into a corrupt, totalitarian, dystopic nightmare growing eerily similar to V for Vendetta, which surprisingly also takes place in 2020. Two other fave films on the same subject matter, Equilibrium, and Minority Report. That's an interesting comparison yeah. because Minority Report is kind of one of those police state dystopian stories, but Minority Report, to me, is a little bit more... I don't want to say space fantasy because they don't get into space, but it's a little bit more in the fantastical realm because of the precognitive type of characters where they can see the future. And... It relies on a person having a, a an extra sensory perception factor that isn't real. And I know some people believe in precognition. Some people think that, you know, they can see into the future or they get glimpses or flashes or whatnot. And you get those those senses of deja vu when something happens for the very first time it's, I've, I've been here before I've thought about this I've, I've experienced this before I don't think and this is just me spitballing here but I don't think that we have the ability to see the future prophets in the Old Testament and the New Testament had that ability to a certain extent but that talent has faded away by design. Uh, Mazur says, My dystopian movies that are eerily predictive of current possible paths are Equilibrium, Brazil, and The Giver. Idiocracy is fun, but these films have very specific elements. Uh, Sci-Fi Snobs says, Speak for yourself, talking about seeing the future. Well, Sci-Fi Snob is from the future, so... <laughs> so... Idiocracy, I will admit, I have not seen that yet either. Um, I'm not a big, I'm not a big comedy guy. I don't, I don't sit and watch a lot of, I don't watch a lot of funny movies because this is true. My my sense of humor is a little bit different than <coughs> what most people would have in Hollywood. I hear you over there. I hear you over there. So it's, does everybody else with my mic on. Yes. Um, I I guess I should sit and watch Idiocracy because I've seen so many people making making note that uh, what's been going on the last couple of years has been uh, eerily reminiscent of that. 
but also I guess maybe I should sit and watch The Simpsons because The Simpsons apparently has predicted everything that's happened in the last five or six, ten years. I just, it's just well, of course, if if you've been if you've got a TV show that's been on for that long, I guess it's like a clock being right at least twice a day if it's broken. It, it's still you're you're going to hit eventually. You're going to hit some different things. Uh, Sci-Fi Snob says, if you think V for Vendetta shows the future, watch Idiocracy. I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to put that in. I guess I'll put it on my list. Um, Mazer says, Idiocracy really focuses on where our intelligence quotient is headed, especially here in America. That's an excellent point because, as as observed on social media, <coughs> our uh, our collective cognizance seems to be in decline um, because there are a lot of people out there who have absolutely no critical thinking skills whatsoever. And they're willing to be told whatever and believe whatever because the people that are telling them whatever have said, trust us, we're telling you the truth. Nudge, nudge, wink, wink. I think social media especially, but the internet in general, but social media especially, and taking into account Cloward Priven and the plan, whether it's loosely organized or tightly organized really is immaterial, but if, if you look at what Cloward Priven had put together in terms of overwhelming the various different systems in order to break them, to replace them with something that's run by the government on all fronts, to combine that with the indoctrination programs in the government schools as has been exposed now over the last year with, uh, with what parents are starting to realize over the Zoom calls and seeing what the classes are and saying, hey, wait a minute, why are you teaching this to my kid? I think all of those things have combined to give us a society that is not necessarily less intelligent... But we do have a society that's less, less rigorous in examining what gets put in front of us. And partially that can be attributed to the algorithms of the social media. We're going to show you the things that help you become this thing even more. Your indoctrination, your radicalization. Did my microphone just start sounding different? It sounds a little bit more diminished now. It's very strange. But the idea here of you, it could be my ears, you believe what we tell you to believe, and we're going to feed you more of the same material in order to augment and aggravate and accelerate and enhance that belief. Whatever it is, whatever it is you believe, 
we're going to show you more of it and reinforce that belief through the algorithms that we have. So the videos we recommend, the posts that show up in your news feed, all of those things are tracked and promulgated by these, these devices, this machine learning that tracks all of your activity, tracks all of your behavior, likes and posts and retweets and shares and comments and that sort of thing, and creates this environment for you online that makes it much easier for you to believe certain things based on what you've already shown that you're interested in or things that you already believe. And I think that's worked against us as a society, not just in the United States, but worldwide, because it, it reinforces certain beliefs and certain habits that may not necessarily be productive to a successful society, as it were. And I think it's fueling the sentiment of rage and frustration and paranoia that's laying the groundwork for a civil war. And it's only going to get worse because you have the, you know, you have the, 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 the whistleblower testifying in front of Congress and then she goes and she testifies over in Europe somewhere and talks about stuff. That's a, that's a ploy. That's a, that's a, 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 a strategic maneuver in order to get Facebook and other social media outlets to censor more, which is not something they're supposed to do under Section 230. Uh, Mazur says we're looking at either a civil war or a national divorce or the latter, then the former, in that order. I, I don't know that a national divorce is actually going to happen. I, I, have, I have thoughts on that. I've, I've, I've looked at, because some of that, you look at the maps of where things are in terms of, you know, red state, blue state, red counties, blue counties, and whatnot. And I think it would be very difficult, not impossible, but I think it would be difficult to do some kind of national divorce without a lot of people moving. And, you know, if, if California, Oregon, Washington want to break off into their own thing, okay. But New York over here by itself, New York, Massachusetts, and, and you know, Colorado or, or whatever, you know, Illinois, they're, they're scattered. And a lot of the strongholds of liberal thought, for example, are in the metropolitan areas, Dallas, Houston, St. Louis, Los Angeles, San Francisco, New York City. So you don't have full states that are one or the other. You have sections of states, and I know, I know there's a movement to get five counties out of Oregon and into Idaho, for example. And they've been talking about um, California splitting up. And people have, have talked about Texas seceding from the Union. Texas and I think Alaska, I think, are the ones that have it in their constitution. If I, have this, if I remember this right, 
Texas and Alaska are the only ones that can legally separate from the United States based on how their constitution is written. I might have that wrong. But you look at this idea of civil war, I think is much more likely because you're going to have politicians <clears throat> who don't do what we the people want them to do. And you're going to have a very, very, very sharp division. And, and this is by design now. A sharp division between two polar opposites. We've become so polarized in this country. Left and right. Well, far left and everybody else. And that's by design. And the people who are in charge of our politics, our political parties, and our elected officials and our government agencies, they're taking advantage of all of that. Let's keep everybody separate and we'll keep everybody under control. If they're fighting everybody else, they're not fighting us. And I think we see some of that in V for Vendetta where the chancellor sits there and says, okay, you're going to tell the people this is what we're doing. This is actually what's happening. The, here, here is, quote unquote, the truth of the matter. We have to put a spin on everything. We have to put a story out that covers up what actually happened. Oh no, we meant to do that when the building blows up. Now that's been scheduled for months. And then of course you have the comparisons now to 1984 where the Ministry of Truth comes in and rewrites history and rewrites the media and rewrites the story based on whatever it is that's the most convenient circumstance at the time. We see this happening. And there are people out there who recognize that it's happening. The question is, what are we going to do about it? We'll look at that when we get back right after this. Stay tuned. This is Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Be sure to connect with us on social media and subscribe to our channels so you don't miss our next broadcast. You know the film is going to end it's going to end badly for all of these people and you don't care. Horribly disgusting, revolting. Did that just happen? There is no kill like overkill. I was so scared that I wanted to take my lower lip and pull it out and pull it over my head so I could cover my eyes. Foreign Bodies, Saturday at 1 p.m. Eastern, only on Sci-Fi For Me TV. Hi everyone, it's McKenna Talley from Salacious Crumbs. Just a quick reminder for all the latest Star Wars news and rumor, be sure to check out our show Salacious Crumbs right here on Sci-Fi For Me TV, Sundays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 Central. Back live from the bunker, Jason Hunt here, along with you. Glad to have all of you here with us. The idea of a government media collaboration is nothing new. I am going to highly recommend that if you haven't already, Watch the movie Wag the Dog. 
because that movie really, really, really talks about how the the government media machine works to manipulate public perception. And we've seen this now even with all of this get your shot type things where you have certain elected officials getting their shot on camera in a set, not the actual room that the set is supposed to be because why are they on a set and not actually in the room that they have access to? You're going to give me a president, <clears throat> asterisk, on a stage instead of in the Oval Office, why, why the theatrics? Why are we going through so many different hoops with this administration trying desperately to convince us that the sky is orange? It's, well, yeah, and Mazers, that's exactly what I'm talking about. The, the White House room that, uh, where the scenery is, is fake outside the window. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Why, why do we even need to, to bother with that? Why are they doing that? You know, we've seen with the, the coordination that we see in V for Vendetta between the Chancellor and the media outlets. And then you have uh, Inspector Finch sitting there starting to put all of this together. And it's, it's interesting that they leave open the question of what he does after. Because we don't get a resolution there past the point of he lets Evie finish out the plan. But what happens after that? Does he go underground? Does he join a resistance movement? Is there a resistance movement? Is there an organized group, a fifth column, that starts to push back? Kind of makes you start to wonder, is there a fifth column now in real life that starts to push back? Because... In this age of a pandemic, when we're being told that the only way to treat it is this one of three variations of a shot, and we're not allowed to talk about any alternative therapies, we're not allowed to talk about exercise and weight loss and eating healthy and getting out in the sun and getting our vitamin D naturally. We're not allowed to talk about natural immunity. By the way, we did uh, we did post a an event update last night. Ryan read the list, and it should be noted that we had our very first event in the United States in Los Angeles, I believe it was, that said we'll recognize if you've got proof of antibodies. Now it's been showing up in Europe. Various different events have said yes, you need either proof of vaccination, or a negative test result, or proof of recovery. But that's in Europe. And I noted at the time we were starting to see that. Uh, 
But yesterday was the first time I've seen it in the United States. In, I believe it was California, wasn't it? Los, I think it was Los Angeles Comic Con. It might have been something else. I'd have to look. But there was an event, I think in California, which surprised me because California, right? <coughs> so what do we do? How do we avoid a scenario like what plays out in V for Vendetta? How do we hold our elected officials accountable? And how do we get them to turn the bus before it goes over a cliff? Because in California, gas is over $5 a gallon now. Here in Missouri, it's over $3 a gallon. And the president, asterisk, has decided to shut down another pipeline in the United States. Mazur says, think about this. Suddenly in the last year, the way the human immune system processes and cures diseases is no longer valid or good enough. Yeah. Why not? Because the media tells you so. Critical thinking is vital to the sustainability of any civilization. You can quote me on that. I might write that down. That actually sounds pretty good. You have to be willing to exert a certain amount of effort to examine what you've been told, to examine what you've been shown. And this principle, it's something, it's, it's something we talk about in the church a lot. There is, uh, there is a letter from the Apostle Paul, and I believe he's writing to the Corinthians. It's one of, I, I think it's one of, the, one of the letters. I think it's 1 Corinthians. Where Paul is encouraging his new converts, the new Christians, the young Christians of the first century. He's telling them, examine everything that I tell you. He's teaching them the gospel, and he's telling them about, you know, the sacrifice of Christ and all of this stuff. But then he says this. He says, Examine everything I tell you. And then he brings up a group called the Bereans. The Bereans were a, uh, a group in that Middle Eastern part of the country. They had been uh, students of everything. And when Christianity came to the, to the Bereans, they have a, they have a habit of examining everything. If you tell us the sky is blue, we're going to go out and measure the sky and observe the sky and, and prove to ourselves the sky is blue. We're not going to take your word for it. You have this thing that you're teaching us about this Messiah. We want to examine everything that you say. We want to examine the things that you teach. We want to make sure that what you're teaching is consistent with what we already know about what's happening with the Messiah. We, we want to examine what you tell us. The Bereans applied critical thinking to everything that was taught to them about Christ. <laughs> Sci-Fi Snob says, aren't the Bereans related to the Vulcans? Uh, no, I don't think they are. Um, there are Vidians in Star Trek. I don't think there are any Bereans in Star Trek. 
But we should take a page from their playbook because the Bereans gave us an example. And I think that it's notable, it's noteworthy that Paul used them as an example, not just for new Christians, but for anybody. If you have someone that tells you something, don't just take their word for it. I mean, if if this is a person that you've grown up with, they still, they still could be compromised. And I'm not saying everybody's a liar, and I'm not saying everybody is dishonest. But, what was it Ronald Reagan said? Trust but verify? That's the Bereans in a nutshell. And that's what we should be doing with everything that we see or hear or read whether it's on social media, whether it's on a news site, whether it's video, everything. Examine everything. Ask why. Why is this such? Why is this what you tell me? Who benefits? Where's the money? Pfizer got 15 billion dollars last year. Where'd that money come from? Why are we not allowed to discuss therapies that are different from the shot? Why are we not allowed to question? And we saw this in Australia press conferences getting completely shut down when somebody's asking an inconvenient question. And that started to happen here. The assistant press secretary, because Janzaki is MIA, the assistant press secretary says, I'm not going to answer any of those questions anymore. One of the one of the spokesperson, prime minister, people type persons in Australia, nope, you can't, you, you can't ask us that. You can't ask us that. We're going to go inside where we're not going to get disrupted by these people asking these inconvenient questions. Why are we not allowed to ask questions? Why are we not allowed to talk about the fact that the vaccinated people are getting COVID same as the unvaccinated people? Probably even more so. Why are we not allowed to talk about the horse pill? How much censorship will be brought to bear when Facebook fully, completely goes over into meta? How much will we be allowed to say or do or think? And I'm not advocating for an organized resistance or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. I'm not, I'm not saying that we should all rise up. But in a certain sense, we need to rise up. We need to ask the questions. We need to be in front of our elected officials, our representatives, and say, hey, why is this the way this is? Why are you making this decision instead of this decision? Who's benefiting from this policy? Because I'm not. 
follow what science? Because this science says this, and this science says that, and neither one of them say what you tell us it says. Science is all about asking questions and examining data and asking more questions. Science is never settled to the extent where we can no longer question or discuss or debate or examine it. Follow the science is a religious tenet, a doctrinal creed. We're not allowed to question the faith in Fauci. And then you get circumstances like what we see in V for Vendetta, where you have a government willing to take advantage of a circumstance, whether they created it or not, superflu, you have a, a, a government taking advantage of a situation in order to control their population through indoctrination, propaganda, and censorship. It's happening all over the world. It's happening in Vienna. It's happening in Australia. It's happening in Lithuania. It's happening in the UK. It's happening here in the United States. And I would submit to you that the United States remains the last bastion of free speech. And if the United States falls to communism... If the United States falls to totalitarianism, then the world will be lost. We have an opportunity, we have a chance to turn it around. I mean, it's, it's like a minnow turning the Titanic, but we do have a chance to do some course correction here, and a lot of it's going to depend on what we do, how we interact with our elected officials. Recall petitions. Primaries. Midterm elections. Getting in front of the school board. Getting in front of the city council. Talking to the sheriff's department. Saying, how are you, how are you going to enforce this? How can you justify enforcing this? getting in front of businesses, the Chamber of Commerce, and saying, how is this legal? Personally, and I'm not speaking for anybody else here, because there are people on this staff who are going to disagree with me, and they're going to disagree with me probably rather vocally if we ever had that conversation. And that's fine. Not everybody has to agree with me. But personally... I think that these mandates are a violation of the First Amendment, the Fourteenth Amendment, the Tenth Amendment. They're a misapplication of the Supremacy Clause. They probably violate the Commerce Clause. OSHA does not have the statutory authority to do what they're going to do. Health and Human Services doesn't have statutory authority to mandate anything. It is not legal.
Stream just froze because OBS suddenly disconnected for just a moment. I got a little pop-up window. Just as I'm talking about all of that, OBS is frozen. OBS is disconnected. We're trying to get back. Oh, now we're back. Uh, Mazur says the counter argument would be that the Constitution is a work in progress. And it is. I agree. There, but, but there is a process for changing the Constitution. We have a mechanism, the amendment process, for changing the Constitution. And where the Constitution does not enumerate specifically a power for the federal government, then it falls to the state. Uh, Christopher Hoffman, uh, good to see you too. You should check out Brian Wood's DMZ comic series from Vertigo. Gives a really possibly prescient snapshot of a divided America. I w I'm going to write that down. See, there's and, and this this kind of goes back to this idea that I had. You know, this whole Fahrenheit 1984 idea, where we take dystopian fiction and compare what's actually going on. I don't know still. I, I'm still not sure that I want to do it because that'd be a lot of work. Don't get me wrong; I could I could talk politics all the time. I don't want to because I got to keep my blood pressure down. But you know, DMZ from Brian Woods. All right, I'm make a note there. Um, Sci-Fi Snobs said six column by Heinlein. I have not heard of that one. I, I'm I'm familiar with a number of Heinlein stories, not that particular one. I'm going to write that one down as well. All right, adding those to my list. Thank you. All right, so I know. Well, see, yes, Mazur, you've got a good point. The amendment process is difficult to push through today. It's always been difficult by design. The mechanisms of government are designed to move slowly in order to keep anyone from acting rashly, such as executive orders and agencies that have no accountability to the general public making regulatory decisions because the Congress has abdicated their responsibility. I think there's a lot of that, too. We need to be talking about preventive therapies. We need to be talking about restricting our government from telling us how to live. I'm not advocating for a resistance movement, but I can certainly understand why there would be one. And V for Vendetta pretty, pretty easily illustrates how that can happen pretty quickly. I don't know that anybody's got a bunch of Guy Fawkes masks in their basement in a box ready to pass out, but the the concept, the idea, is there. And there are groups on Facebook, and there are groups on 
you know, various different things, you know, various different social medias, and there's discussions, there's debate, and you see the people demonstrating on the corner of the street with their picket signs and whatnot. Um, if this goes revolt in 2100, is that okay? Is that another one? Okay, let me let me write that one down too. I'm gonna I'm just gonna look up Heinlein revolt in 2100. But I would recommend that everyone, if you haven't yet, watch Wag the Dog. You're telling me to watch Idiocracy. I'll watch Idiocracy. You guys watch Wag the Dog. And uh, and we'll compare notes at some point. All right, that's it for today. Hello, Eastland. So you're coming in there. Uh, yes, V for Vendetta is a good film. Yes, are you? Oh, you're putting it away. All right. So uh, we will be back. We're, uh, I'm waiting to hear back on some invitations I've sent out for one week from today. Is it one week from today? No, the 16th is a week from today, right? Yeah. November 16th. If I can put together what I'm planning to put together, it's going to be a really good show. We've got some other guests lining up. I'm waiting for some confirmations on some things. So stick around. Uh, attach to the social media. Connect with us there. And um, if you are new and haven't subscribed to the channel yet, we do invite you to do that. Have your notifications turned on. I'm trying to be better about getting everything set up early enough so that you can get notifications at the half hour prior and says, hey, Sci-Fi for Me is going to go live in half an hour. I'm, I'm trying to do better about that. So in the meantime, check out any of the rest of the videos. Feel free to share and leave comments with your thoughts, and we will be back to do this all again tomorrow. A couple of things that I want to leave you with. They are coming after your children now because we've let them come after you. We've let them come after us. So now they're coming for your children. There are four lights. Back tomorrow. This has been a presentation of Sci-Fi For Me Radio. Copyright 2021 by Flaming Dog Media, LLC. All rights reserved. No portion of this program may be retransmitted without the express written consent of Flaming Dog Media. 